Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 12 of the Daily Intermission. I'm joined here by my co-host, Nate. Nate, what's up, my man? Not much, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good, man. It's uh, been a great week of sports. Um, about to get better. About to get better. Been following lots of NBA, lots of NFL, um, PGA as well, and, and yep. uh, we got NHL this week. But uh, speaking of the PGA, Nate... <laughs> What happened, Greg? We've got a little bit of controversy on hand in the PGA Tour. So as we talked about last episode, the champion, the, the winners of, t- of every tournament from the previous year st- kick off the next season by playing in Hawaii, a beautiful golf course in Hawaii. And the- Justin Thomas went in hot this weekend. Justin Thomas, unfortunately, was mic'd up after a missed putt. And we're going to play the clip here. It's so easy for him to knock that birdie putt pass when you putt it through the first cut here or the the fairway cut of rough it's so difficult to pick up how coarse the grass is going to be and what direction it's going to go and that one just got away from him as he tried to putt aggressively through it ouch well we're really unhappy with that one you know he struggled very unfortunate for justin thomas yeah i mean it's tough to hear um it's too bad it picked up but you know what can he do really yeah i don't think there's any you know harmful meaning behind it obviously i understand that it's a homophobic slur yeah and uh, obviously there's zero tolerance for that um he's referring I, to himself he was he right like, yeah he yeah. was and and obviously you know it's the issue it's the fine line when when leagues are miking up their players like this is it's gonna happen this is competition at its highest point these guys are you know not always competent or or, or understanding of what they're saying in the heat of the battle and and i mean if you had mic'd up in nhl scrums or or nfl scrums anything i i figure man nfl you'd have like 40 guys in there just going to town yeah it there's there's zero tolerance and it's unfortunate um you know that was live on air and, and justin thomas has apologized and i just hope that the punishment is reasonable and i hope sponsors aren't dropping out because that like yeah. i said you know he, Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas isn't a homophobic individual, um, and you know sometimes you know slurs like that, you know they they pop out in in, in times of of. Um, I've I've played with guys in the summer. I mean, obviously not professional by any means, but I mean I've heard probably people refer to themselves as worse. Oh, for like, sure, for sure. I mean, I mean they're not mic'd up and on TV, but if somebody hears it, still it's not a it's not a great look. I but and I think. As we look back, and, and Justin Thomas, he is a young guy. He's 26, 27 years old. I mean, you got to think for when he was growing up, I mean, this term was thrown around without much thought. And, you know, as we've you know progressed Progress. as a society in the last five to ten years, you know, it's become, you know, you just don't say that type of stuff. And, yeah. and you know, there is, there is a, there's a very hurtful meaning and, and, and some people really take offense to that word. And, and, and as Justin Thomas would have grown up and, and even in the in the certain realms, like it's it's probably thrown around a little bit, but obviously you know we we want to see that you know brought to an end, and and yeah. um, you know I, I feel for both parties because you know I've certainly called myself you know the same or if not worse on the golf course after yeah. a missed putt or a bad drive. So so listen, we're hoping that uh, nothing serious comes of it, but uh, obviously we wanted to address that because it it, it is it, it's hard to hard to listen to. Hard oh, to for sure. And say like how you said with how you'd say it on the course to yourself too. It's like. But at the same time, you're not in a situation where you have sponsors, et cetera. So it's like, you know, you're going to get away with it. Yeah. But, and it's too bad. Hopefully nothing too bad comes of it. He's issued an apology. I I don't think it's too, too bad. Obviously, it's a word you don't want to see being heard anymore. See being heard. Yep. So 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Herbie, Herbie. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Let's let's move on to some football chat. Yeah, absolutely. Yesterday in the NFL, obviously we missed our best bets, but uh, yeah, Buffalo wins a, wins a playoff game for the first time in 25 years. That city must be going wild. I'm excited to see Cleveland today. Yes, it's I, gonna be interesting. If they can win, if Cleveland can sniff it out, oh, that, I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> that city will be going nuts, and it will make a, a ton of money. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, as, it, as the game gets closer, I think Pittsburgh, you know, is, is certainly the you team s- that has the upper hand. That's the thing when you bet, though. You're going to bet if you do a few days before, you're like, oh, yeah, lock that in. And then you start reading more stuff and you're like, shit, what yep. did I do? But, exactly. No, you never know, man. I think it's a, I think it's a good bet. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it. It's the NFL and, and it's going to come down to Baker Mayfield at will, you know, just not yep. turning the ball over and, and uh, you know, making good decisions. So I'm hoping Baker has a good game and we're hoping Cleveland beats Pittsburgh. But recapping yesterday, the Bills won, Buffalo's going nuts. The Rams, I don't know if any of you guys caught that game, but the Rams, so essentially Jared Goff is their starting quarterback. Two weeks ago, he broke his thumb, had surgery, and then all of a sudden Sean McVay, the head coach in, in, in L.A. for the Rams, said, nah, we're not going to start Jared Goff. We're going to start Wolford. And Wolford is, you know, he's making good decisions, not looking too bad, but he got lit up. Is it, He's the one that had the neck, like where the hit and it looked like his neck kind of popped in like a turtle? Yep, that's him. And, and he got rushed to hospital. I mean, we're hoping the best. Our thoughts and prayers are with yeah. well, uh, You can Wolford. assume it's pretty bad when I describe it to his head popping like a turtle. Yep, like. y- <laughs> yes. And Jamal Adams, he did hit his shoulder to the head. It was... You know, it wasn't an intent of injury, but mm. it, it certainly was a bad hit. And and so Jared Goff comes in, and they end up winning the game. You know, I I found Russell Wilson didn't have a great game, but... Well, that's wild, though. You say two weeks ago he has surgery. Yep. Yeah, it's... On his... Did you say wrist? On his throwing thumb. Throwing thumb? Yeah. It's unbelievable. How do you even... That's incredible, man. I, that's crazy. You could lock me in for, for taking the, the team that the Rams are playing next week. I don't think oh. – I think they won a lucky game in Seattle, and I think that they get beat up next week. Yeah, especially a rested squad too. Well, yep. It'll be right. Their best yeah. receiver left the game late as well. Cooper Cup uh, looked like – look, he, he was nursing an injury. So, uh, And then in the late game, um, another unbelievable story. Taylor Heineke, a third-string quarterback who was a backup in the XFL – Last year, came in and was looking like a hero. There's no shortage of storylines yesterday. No, it you was got a guy folding like a turtle. Yep. A guy with a broken thumb winning a game and an XFL backup quarterback starting for an NFL team. It really was just filled with, with dramatics. And, 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 I mean, Heineke kept them in it. It was a game until the very end, and, and the Bucs came out on top. But I think if you're a Bucs fan and, and a Bucs follower, I think you have to be worried about that defense. That defense didn't look uh, it didn't look like they were flying around the field at all. They were missing Devin White, arguably their best linebacker. But I think moving forward, the Bucs have to really um, dial it in. Yeah, dial it I mean, in. That's a shit squad, man. Yeah. Washington sucks, and I like Washington. Yeah, they are they're a bad team. They're the worst team in the playoffs by a significant margin and they're and, seven and nine. Yep. So they're ass. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh what, what today's slate brings. Um obviously we've got uh we've got Baltimore. Uh we fancy Baltimore beating uh Tennessee. Uh we fancy Cleveland uh beating Pittsburgh and we also Big time Cleveland. I'm going all in. And we fancy uh, New Orleans beating uh Chicago. So that would be a fun slate today to watch or I guess yesterday for you of guys to watch. How the Bears suck, eh? Like they've been bad forever, no? Yeah, they have. I mean, they they struggled to get a good starting quarterback, and and that's kind of been the issue as well this year. Uh, they brought in Nick Foles from Jacksonville, Nick Big Dick Nick, who uh, won the Super Bowl for Philadelphia. He's kind of uh, been a bit of a suitcase around the league the last few years, but he took over the uh, the snaps for Chicago and was kind of shitting the bed. So they brought in 
uh, Mitch Trubisky, who they drafted um, first overall ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Really? Yeah. So, oh. um, See, I've never even heard of Like, I saw him yesterday when I was looking at the box score, but I was like, obviously, he's no Pat Mahomes. No, he <laughs> uh, he certainly isn't. Damn, man. It's tough to look back on stuff like that. It's just such a shame. Because at the time, it's like, well, was, I, Mahomes was really good in college, no? He was awesome. And, yeah. and uh, it really comes down to your scouting. I mean, so essentially... It's just such a missed opportunity. You look for transferable skills because, like, oftentimes the poster boy for guys who absolutely tear up college would be Johnny Manziel. Just light it up. Right. And then they're, they're, they just... Obviously didn't translate. It doesn't translate. It doesn't transfer over the NFL well. So, obviously, they were high on, on Mitch Trubisky's transferable skills, which, um, looking back, is an awful decision because uh, t- um, Pat Mahomes, who went to Texas Tech and... Uh, Deshaun Watson, who went to Clemson, are just unbelievable superstar quarterbacks in the league, and Mitch Trubisky hasn't even uh, come close to that level. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, looking back, it was a bad decision. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say. Yeah, but uh, Nate, I think uh, we promised the the fans and promised the listeners that this is going to be a heavily NHL themed episode, and I think we should get into the NHL breakdown. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. went to a lot of NHL talk or non NHL talk there for a bit. So yeah. let's get at it. Let's get into it. So as you know, there is four divisions laid out uh, this year, the North, the Central, the East, the West. So what we're going to do, Nate, is we'll go through each of those divisions. Mm-hmm. We'll rank, we're, we won't even rank the bottom the bottom three or four. We're just going to say who we think our top four teams are okay. out of those divisions. Um, and then we'll uh, talk about our, our, our award winners. So our Stanley Cup champion, and then we'll go into the Hart, the Vesna, the Norris, the Calder, and Rocket. So yeah, we got hockey starting Wednesday, and I couldn't be more excited for it. Yeah, me too. I'm so pumped. Fantasy draft tonight, daily intermission fantasy hockey league coming up, and yeah. that's just kicking off the week. Yeah, it's um, going to be phenomenal. You well, want to start with the North? Yeah, let's start with the North. Obviously, probably the most highly highly anticipated division in the so. NHL. I'm excited for it. I mean, how often do you get just Canadian matchups? It's like something we can just enjoy this year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to um, be awesome. He's right. So, Nate, looking at the North Division, who are your top four teams in what order? Uh, okay, in order, I'm saying Toronto is going to win the division. Um, I'm thinking Edmonton is going to finish second. I'm going to take Calgary at third. And I think Winnipeg squeaks in as the fourth one. I have Vancouver, Montreal, and Ottawa not making it. Okay. And, yeah. you know, it's just I, – I feel like Montreal, they could have a shot at it, but I feel like it's just one of the cases where you get a bunch of free agents signed and people kind of go nuts. And, like, as soon as you see people getting signed, it's kind of like what New Jersey did last year. Everyone was coming in and being like, oh, New Jersey's going to make the playoffs. I was like looking at this team. I'm like, man, just because they get Subban, if you get like an odd free agent, it doesn't improve your team that dramatically all the time. It takes time too for, for guys to settle in and, and build exactly. chemistry. And, and I think that uh, Montreal certainly got better on paper. They look like a good team. Uh, but I have them missing as well, Nate. And our top three are, are uh, exactly the same. I've got Toronto winning that division. I've got Edmonton uh, right on their heels. I think you could flip-flop those two teams for me, but uh, those are the top two teams in the North for me, Toronto, Edmonton. I've got Calgary in third. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with the Dark Horse. You know, I think a lot of the – everyone has written off this team to finish seventh. I think that they've made enough changes and have enough guys in their system to really be a tough team, a tough team to beat. And I think this might be the team that uh, – that the the other the other six teams in the in the division come in and say you know look you know this is an easy win we need these points and Ottawa to surprise and so I'm going Ottawa making the playoffs certainly a hot take and it could bite me in the ass but I like I'm I'm a, I'm all in on Ottawa I like their team and and uh, I think they're going to make a push for that fourth and final playoff spot I like it though I mean they got significantly better there's no denying that they got a legitimate goalie in Murray they picked up um I don't know I guess some odd pieces that I didn't think 
would they be coming in? But you had Stepan, Galchenyuk, um, who else they bring in? Gabranson, I suppose. So they have Stutzla now is there. So their projected third line is Cedric Paquette in the middle between Galchenyuk and Drake. Yeah, I mean that's an awesome that's a third pretty line. solid third line. Yeah, I mean like so. you're gonna be playing again. Like they'll be playing against like VC Wayne Simmons in Toronto. Like. Yeah, in Toronto, or if if got VC in the top six, but anyway, right. it's I, I've got them finishing ahead of Vancouver on me. Yeah, I think Vancouver took a real big step back. Yeah, they lost a lot of key parts, and uh, their goaltending got worse. I mean, they they went in on Thatcher Demko and brought in Braden Holpe, who hasn't been great the last few years. Oh man, he had a below nine hundred save percentage last year. Yeah, I think a three, it was over three GAA. Like Markstrom's better than Holpe, and it doesn't even pain me to say it, folks. Yep. <laughs> It's just the way it is. Um, okay, we're moving on into the East. So I would say the second most competitive division. Yep. Uh, this is challenging for both of us to really, um, I guess, narrow in rankings because... There's so many good teams in here. It, it's, it's a great division, and both of our favorite teams are in this division. Um, but I'll start off, Nate. I'm okay. going with the Boston Bruins to continue you know, where they left off. They First were, place? They were the uh, President's Cup winner. They were the you know the best regular season team last year. The year before that, they went to the Stanley Cup final against St. Louis. A uh, couple big losses on the back end of Char and Krug, but I think that Tugaras is coming in healthy and, and rejuvenated. Uh, I think they've got a, a great young defenseman core coming in and really going to make a shot. They're missing Pasternak to start the season, but they've got their best prospect out of Providence, Jack, Jack Stanico, playing on the top line. they got Craig Smith over the offseason. I really think that Boston, they're just, you know, they've got some staple players in their lineup, and, and I really think that they they uh, lead that division. And I've got uh, Pittsburgh coming in second. I think Crosby and Malkin have one last good rip at it, you know, one last good season. I think they stay competitive. I think Tristan Jari is a really good goaltender. Um, I think uh, I've got Philly coming third in that division. I like the strides that I saw Philly take last year. I think Carter Hart's a great goalie. Their coaching staff, I don't know if you've looked at their coaching staff, but it's probably the most stacked coaching staffs in the history of NHL coaching staff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's it's like who's a, the head coach is, is – um, uh, I can't remember. It's oh, it's um, oh, what's his name? I'm sorry. This is we're, we're blanking here, but I'm gonna talk through it because it's um, just uh, keep talking. It's a French about... name, and then his assistant is Michelle Terrien and Mike Yayo. Um, oh, Mike Yayo. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I like. Mike Yayo. Yo, but uh, it's um, uh, he's coached the Rangers. Oh, it's Alan Vigneault. Alan Vigneault. Alain Vigneault. Alain Vigneault. Yeah, okay. okay. I forgot. Man, yeah. coaches switched so much last year, I, I completely lost but it. But think about the, that tandem there for coaches. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that's a great coaching that's, staff. That and I've got that's, Washington coming fourth. I think Washington... It's a load of horse feed. But. Um, you know, grabbing that last playoff spot. And the only reason I say that is because in the bubble when I watched them, they didn't look very good um, at times. And I think that, uh, you know, you know... Maybe with the addition of Connor Sheary and and the new coach and and Peter Laviolette, a great coach, I think that they you know they do uh, make the playoffs and and I mean obviously the teams that are going to be missing out of the division for me are the Islanders, Rangers, Devils, and and Sabers. So that's uh, that's going to be a tough division. Yeah, it is. I I, I I agree with you on the on the top four. I have a little different order. Um, I have Washington winning the division. Um, I mean they won this same division last year, minus Boston basically. Uh, they got a new coach, Peter Laviolette. I'm pumped for this guy. He's going to be great. Todd Reardon, was, he just needed to go. Um, I'm pumped for Samsonov to get full-time duties, too. Excited for that. Um, who we have second? I have Philadelphia. Same reasons you said, basically. Carter Hart. I mean, they took some real good strides last year, 
and the coaching staff is a juggernaut of coaching staff. Yes, they are. Um, Pittsburgh, third. I mean, can you bet against Crosby and the boys? You can't. It's just this is the way it's been forever. They're going to be there. It's going to be. I do have a slight issue with their goaltending. I'm not sure about Tristan Jari, but at the same time, I'm not sure if he's a upgrade over Murray either. Like, I, I think they've kind of left themselves in a weird position there. And my last is Boston, fourth place. So I guess we had our, each other's teams in opposite order. And the only reason I have Boston in fourth is because they're missing Pasternak to start the year. Um, they lost a few D-men, but when you look at it, they really only lost Tori Krug. I don't think Chara really factors in. And I think a lot of people have them way down. Like, a lot of people have them missing the playoffs. And you got to think, this is the team that won the President's Trophy last year. They've missed. They're losing a defenseman and probably their top forward for a little bit. You're not going to lose that much of a step off. Like, this is not a that big of a dramatic pull from President's Trophy to below a playoff spot, I don't think. And I think... I talked about this with you, Nate, off air. I think Tory Krug's stock is it's inflated. It's inflated because he got to play on the power play with the top line in the NHL. Um, obviously, he's a great puck handler. He's small. But in terms of what I value in a defenseman, I like them to shut down other teams' top lines. I want them to be gritty to play against. That's why I think Victor Hedman is the best defense in the NHL because he's so big, he skates so well, and yep. he shuts people down. And yep. it's just, it's so advantageous to have D like that. I like Brandon Carlo for that on the Bruins, but um, I really think that uh, Tory Krug is not going to be as a bunch of a loss as you think. No, I agree. And it happens time in and time out. Like, I remember Washington, it was after 2017, they were, everyone said, sell the stock, and they're going to be terrible. Like, they lost Johansson, Carl Alsner, Shattenkirk left, and everyone wrote them off to miss the playoffs. And yep. it was just not the case. Exactly. Because it's not... It just doesn't work like that. You've got good cores, and you can build yes, off these cores. exactly. Yep. But people see the free agent signings, and then they flip out about it. Like, Krug leaves. It's like, oh, Boston's screwed now. Yep. But are they? Like, I don't think. McAvoy, nope. I'm, I'm excited to see McAvoy this year. I think he's going to have a monster season. He could be a Vezna finalist, and that could be a, in a very biased take, but I think he's that good of a defenseman. He's an unbelievable skater. He plays top minutes, and he's, he's incredible if you ever get to tune into the Boston Bruins. So that's a lot of Boston Bruins talk there. Let's move into the Central Division, Nate. You can start things off. Okay, Central Division. Uh, I think it's a lock. Tampa Bay finishes first, even without Kucherov. I, they're so solid. I just see no situation where they don't win this division. Second place, I'm going to give to Carolina. Um, the only issue I really have with Carolina is I thought they were going to pick up a goalie in the offseason. They didn't. So, I mean, Mrazek, he's not a, he's not going to win you a cup. That's for sure. But other than that, their decor is solid as hell. Their forward depth is incredible. Like, Aho, Svechnikov. Svechnikov may absolutely pop off this year. I'm going to be looking for it. Teravainen? Ter yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's another part of the line. Yeah. Unless they mix in Niederreiter or whoever they have. But, I mean, this this team is solid. And if they had a goalie, I, I really think I could pick them to maybe win the Cup. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I remember watching them last year. Do you remember the game when they brought in um, Toronto? Had to bring in the uh, – or. The Zamboni, Dave, Dave Ayers, Dave Ayers, yeah. uh, to play for for, Car for Carolina. When the guy went on a fucking publicity tour for fourteen months he, after. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but I mean, and I mean, all the power to him. It was an incredible story, and I remember live betting Toronto. I'm like, there's no way 
But the the way that Carolina played in that game with the defensive shutdown, like yes. the, they dominated, and I was like, wow, this these team, this team can play. And Rod Brendamore, unbelievable he is coach. A coach. Yeah. So he, I mean, obviously, I, those top, I agree with those top two. So I'm not going to reiterate, reiterate those points. I'm interested to see your, the last two teams you have making the playoffs. In yeah. The this this is a tough one. This is I feel like a few of these teams are so close, but I'm going to take Dallas third. They had a good run last year. Obviously went to the Cup final. They're going to be missing Sega until I believe March. Could be a bit of an issue. Jamie Ben, I feel like he's just about, I don't know. I feel like he's just kind of trending downward recently. Yep. Um, but, I mean, you have other guys. You have Gurionov, who was a stud in the playoffs last year. Um, was it Kivy Ranta? He came in and got a hat trick in game seven around two against Colorado. Ridiculous. Yep. I assume he'll be a staple this year. And then, obviously, on the back end, Klingberg, all reliable. He'll get you 40, 50 points a year. And then you have Heiskanen, who's only getting better each year. So I, th- I I've got them three. Uh, you got to bank Ben Bishop probably out for the whole year. He's an absolute band aid. Kudobin, I mean, he can obviously he showed it last year in the playoffs. He can grind you wherever you want to go. Serviceable. So I got them third, and then for my fourth slot, it was a tough pick, but I'm not taking Nashville, and I'm not taking Florida, Detroit, absolutely not. Chicago, absolutely not. It is Columbus Blue Jackets, and they just they didn't lose a whole lot. I think they they're staying around the same. They have a good one two punch in goalie. Corpusalo, Merzlikens, Tortorella gets the fucking boys going in yeah. there. And I mean Pierre Luc Dubois came out last playoffs and kind of showed that he's a number one center as well. So that's my top four. What do yeah. you got? I uh yeah, I completely agree with those top three teams. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, Tampa, Carolina, and Dallas as well. I think those are the three top teams that we saw from a year ago in that division. I don't think there's any issues with them. Uh, winning uh, sufficient enough games to to make the playoffs. Uh, my fourth changes up a bit. Um, I do like Columbus and I like the way they play. I just I feel as if um, Nashville and and I, this is this is where I struggle a little bit. But Nashville they certainly have you know two serviceable goalies. I, I like I really like their star power, and I think that they've underperformed. Like I, I think Matthew Shane could have a sneaky season. I think if Ryan Johansson has you know any sort of a season. Uh, he could play well. I mean, I thought I love their decor. I love Ryan Ellis. I love uh, Ekholm. Yep. Ekholm. Um, you know, I think he's a great player. Um, yeah, I just think that at Nashville. I think, and obviously Roman Yossi, the uh, the Norris winner from a year ago. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Nashville will be a top out, and I think uh, I think they can grab that fourth seed if not higher. And I think that Central Division. I mean, I think Detroit and Chicago you could write off right now are not making the playoffs. Not Florida is chance. very close to that uh, as Florida well. Just Florida's so tough for me because the last few years it's i thought they were getting closer and closer they have barkov you have huberto you have these guys i mean they let they let hoffman and dadnov walk yep. which i just thought was weird because they had a solid forward depth so how do you replace dadnov he's or hoffman th- these guys are both 30 goal scorers exactly give or take a few goals but i mean and then at the same time then what really did it for me was last year at the deadline they traded trocheck to carolina i was like why are you doing this you're in the playoff hunt it just didn't make any sense to me and and they just got so much worse and they're gonna be terrible i think they are too yeah and obviously bobrovsky who they paid 10 million dollars a year had an awful season so he'll be looking to bounce back but that's nothing's guaranteed after looking like he did last year yeah all right moving into the west nate the last one because we are humming through the nhl we'll get this final division here i'll start things off okay uh i like colorado at number one i think they are clearly the best team uh in the in the west uh vegas not too far behind but i got vegas at number two uh st louis at three i think st louis is is still a solid team they've got uh, great pieces obviously won the cup two years ago and, and also brought in a, a few nice pieces as well to strengthen up and this is where it gets challenging is, is picking your last team out of the west to make it uh, i'm going with san jose uh, i think that eric carlson 
Johnson uh, could be a sneaky guy. Obviously, their goaltending isn't great. But, I mean, out of these last few teams, you're talking bottom of the barrel of the NHL. You're talking mm-hmm. Anaheim, Arizona, Minnesota, L.A., San Jose. To pick one of those is challenging for me. I'm going San Jose to make that uh, fourth seed uh, out of the West. So, how do you look at it, Nate? I like that. Um, same. Colorado won. Obviously, this is the best team in the division, if not potentially the league. Yep. This team is stacked from start to finish. Uh, second, Vegas, again, great goaltending. Leonard, Flurry, like that's two starters. You're good there. And obviously their team is incredible for an expansion squad in year three or four now. It, wild. Uh, St. Louis, obviously, same reasons you said, finished in the cup final. They're just, they're good. The division sucks. And for the last one, it's tough. Um, I'm going to go Arizona just because they had, I mean, Darcy Kemper was an absolute lightning rod last year and then Ronza's good as well I'm gonna take Arizona but I wouldn't sleep on Minnesota for some reason they always just somehow seem to sneak in despite being terrible and I'm excited to see what this Kirill Kaprizov guy does because I've heard a lot of good things about him uh the goaltending's a problem in Minnesota for sure but then the last three for me are gonna be LA Anaheim and San Jose I, I think San Jose's forward depth is gonna be the real problem here even if Eric Carlson and Brent Burns have a really good year so We'll see what happens, but those are our picks. Definitely. Um, Yeah, so I guess uh, those are our picks for each division. Uh, We'll post those on the Instagram, and we'll follow along with those. Uh, I I actually feel very comfortable uh, throwing future bets on the teams that uh, we've set in three of the divisions. Obviously, we differentiated in the East, having Washington and Boston in the number one spot. But I think that throwing a future on Toronto, uh, Tampa, and Colorado to win their divisions, I think Very that's safe uh, bets. those are safe bets and, and could make you some, some money on the futures. All right, Nate, who do you have winning the Cup? Uh, I'm going to go with Colorado. I think Colorado. Their decor is unbelievable. You have Eric Johnson, Kale McCarr, um, who else is there? They just picked up Devon Taves. Ryan Graves. Ryan Graves. Like, Taves. They have a solid six. Ian Cole. Ian Cole. Yeah. Like, it's it's incredible. Did I say Eric Johnson? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, Eric yeah. Johnson's there, yeah. in case you didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> um, and then their forward depth is incredible, too. Like, it is it is cup-worthy. I mean, you have McKinnon, who's going to be on an absolute rampage this year. Rantanen, Landeskog, uh, Brandon Saad they brought in. Yep. They have Nazem Kadri. It's This team is stacked. And their fourth line's incredible. They have... Belmar, uh, Matt Calver, who's an absolute, the maybe one of the best fourth line players in the entire league. I'm, I'm going it all in on Colorado. The goaltending's a little shaky. Grubauer and France. How do you say Francois? Francois. Francois. Anyway, it's French. I don't know yep. what. Um, I think Grubauer could do it for the most part, but if you really want to get into it, I think they they should get a, a number one, like a sure number one goalie. But yeah. Colorado's my pick. What's yours? That's my biggest question mark. I think I think too for Colorado is goaltending, and and obviously um, I've got them going to the Cup final. I uh, I really like Colorado. I'm very high on their stock this year. Um, I think even adding to that decor, I think even Bowen Byron might be sniffing around uh, at, at times this year. I think he's even worth having on your taxi squad. I think we've mentioned that before. I think we have as well. <laughs> We're very high on that guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually, this is going to make probably the biggest surprise uh, for me, even you know, just personally making this decision or making this choice. I've got the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the Stanley Cup this year uh, for a few reasons. I think the shortened season is going to help out a team like Toronto. Um, I think that you know, it, you can... This narrative, I guess, is, is you know, I guess probably a common narrative for people, for, for Toronto Maple Leafs fans, but they've been struggling in years past and, and it just, to get over that hump. And, and um, you know, it's it's a young core that, that's maybe second to none in the league with Mitch Marner, 
uh, Austin Matthews, Willie Nylander. You've got a veteran and, and, you know, I think a player who hasn't played as well as he can, John Tavares. I think their decor is a little on the weaker side, but I think it's serviceable, uh, to say the least. I think you have... They've got a good top three. I think Morgan Riley is awesome, and I think uh, Jake Muzzin can hold down that second pair. And I think even this Rasmus Sunin guy, from what I've seen, I think he can play, uh, have some power play minutes. So, And I think Freddie Anderson is a... TJ Brody as well. And I think Freddie Anderson is a good goalie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. So I think... Greatest goalie Denmark's ever produced. There you go. And I think that the Leafs... I think this is the year they make a lot of noise. I think that they they gain confidence, and I think that the scariest part about the Leafs is if they win one round, well then look the fuck out. Well, that's the thing; like they just haven't won one before. So I feel like once they get that confidence up, man, it could be. I, I like the pick. This honestly. is a this is a high powered offense, and and You're this right is, it is this is certainly a team that's going to make some noise this year. Um, all right, Nate. So our player awards. We'll start off with the heart. Who are you going with your league MVP? I'm gonna take Nathan McKinnon. I am as well. Nathan McKinnon for league MVP this year. Yeah, I yep. think it's I. It's just a long time coming here. Yeah, the last few years he's been close. I thought he had it locked up last year, just with everything they went on for the Taylor Hall when he won. It was he got his team to the playoffs. He had so many more points than the next guy on his team, and McKinnon was. I think he was around a hundred, and then Rantanen had a down year because he hadn't played so. He, he was out with injury. Yep. So he had missed, I believe, for Anton, it was in the 45-point range. So this guy was like 50 points ahead. I thought it was a lock. I put some cash on it, and then that did not happen. Because, I mean, Drysaddle had 110 points as well. So. Yep. Uh, for me, the heart is, is McKinnon as well. Uh, and the only reason I, I have him ahead of Drysaddle or McDavid is because I think when you're playing with a duo of great players, it's maybe hard to, to choose between who's who's pulling their weight more and yep. and uh, who's the MVP, where I think that Colorado's going to have such a strong season and the highlight, the poster boy for that team is going to be Nathan McKinnon. That's a good point because it's tough to, when you look at Drysaddle and McDavid, they're both so good. It's it's kind of hard to tell which one's doing it. But when you look at McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, you know who's driving the boat there. Exactly. Like it is McKinnon. So. All right. Who's your Vezna Trophy winner? Vezna. I'm going to take Jacob Markstrom, Calgary. Yep. Um, I think he's getting a change of scenery. Calgary is a solid squad, and the change of pace thing is a big thing for league voters when somebody moves. Same as like coaching. When yep. the, the coaching award, as soon as a guy moves and brings the team to the playoffs, it's like an auto win. But I think Markstrom is going to be a massive upgrade over Riddick in Calgary. And I think with a Canadian market, I think he's. I think they're going to give it to him. Yeah, he's been like kind of. Uh, he's been close a few years. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, lurking yeah. uh, in the Vesna uh, Trophy finalist discussion the last few years. I really like that pick, Nate. I think Markstrom is going to have a great year in Calgary. I think they're going to be a great team, yeah, tough team to beat for sure. Um, I like Vasilevsky, and uh, I like um, I like Vasilevsky for a couple of reasons. I think that uh, you know he could have won um, the Conn Smythe uh, Trophy, and they could have had um, like four Conn Smythe winners. Exactly, like Edmund was late, so. Who, well, Hedman got it, right? Uh, Hedman did get it. Yeah. yeah. Point, I thought, yeah, Point, yeah, point could have had That's it. Right. Yeah. And, and even uh, Kucherov and, and Palat had a hell of a playoffs. Vasilevsky's yeah. um, lights out. Vasilevsky, yeah. And I think it's not only that is Vasilevsky going to have a great year in Tampa, going to win that division, I think that it's just kind of like rewarding what could have been from the, the year previous. Yep. Um, and that kind of uh, leads into my Norris winner. I've got Victor Hedman winning the Norris. I think that he, again, could have won the uh, – or he did win the Conn Smythe. Yeah, um, and I, I I feel like when we were talking about it earlier, we were under the I think we thought maybe point, point or something. It, yeah. yeah, but yeah, he won it. Yeah, but uh, I think Victor Hedman is is clearly the best defenseman in the NHL in my eyes. If if you're looking at pure uh, the pure qualities you want in a defenseman, he's I just agree. unbelievable size, unbelievable speed, can jump up in the play. Is just so sound defensively. It's just like it's a dream defenseman to have on your team, and and I think he wins the uh, the Norris this year. Yeah, I I that's a good pick. 
I like it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm going a little bit on a limb here. Uh, oh. This guy was eighth in voting last year. Uh, I don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves, but that's Zach Wierenski. I'm gonna take him. I mean, this guy put up 20 goals last year as a defenseman. He is. I just love watching the guy. Like he is without a doubt one of my favorite defensemen in the league. You just watch him jump up into the play. So smooth skating. Um, I'm gonna take an outside shot on him. Um, I think he's my pick. I would say John Carlson, but if he didn't win it last year, there's just simply and utterly no fucking chance he wins it ever <laughs> because the guy had 15. Anyway, I'm not going to go into it, but I would have liked to see him win it. But, but I'm taking Zach Wierenski. Um, All right, Nate, for your Rocket Richard most goals on the season, who do you got? Okay, I am going to take Austin Matthews. Yeah. Now, obviously, big Ovechkin fan. He wins it almost every year. But I just think Matthews is going to get it done this year. He's been so close so many times. And last year, he was on an absolute heater. He might have passed Ovechkin last year. He And I just – I mean, the guy's going to come into the first game of the year. He's going to score four probably. That's what he does every year. So he's going to have a good start. We'll see what happens. But I'm taking Austin Matthews. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I think Austin Matthews is one of the better goal scorers in the NHL, if not the best, uh, moving forward. I mean, obviously, Alexander Ovechkin has dominated that, that – um, that status for 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 a period of time now, but I think uh, Ovi will digress uh, moving forward, and I think that uh, I think that that's a good pick. I'm going with Connor McDavid um, okay. to, to score the most goals. I just I mean that guy is just such an unbelievable talent. You know, top two player in the league. Um, I like Connor McDavid to fill the net this year and get 50. Um, or the equivalent of 50, I guess, in the 50-60. Yeah, I, I um, keep doing the same thing. I keep saying 82-point totals. Yeah, so I think, the, I mean, those are two pretty safe picks, I think, for, for the Rocket Richard. And, and uh, finally, Nate, who are you liking for the Rookie of the Year? I'm going to take Tim Stutzla, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, he impressed me a ton in the World Juniors, and I think he's going to come into Ottawa. He's going to get a lot of playing time. I mean, he's going to be, I think, at the very least, second line. I think that's what he's slated in as. And as long as he transitions over, I think he's going to have a pretty good year. And he, I'm going to go with him. He's, uh, I love the guy. Yeah, awesome world junior. I yeah. mean, I, if you've been tuning in and following along, obviously we're high on Tim Stutzla, and he had a great world junior. Obviously looked like one of the best players in that tournament, if not the best. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm going to go with Lafreniere. I think, uh, you know, the number one pick, I really enjoyed him two years ago with the world juniors. I think he's going into a to a market or to a team that he's going to get a ton of opportunity, maybe more than Tim Stutzel. I think it's really a two-man race at this point. Obviously, there's going to be some rookies that you're you're unaware of that are going to have great years and kind of get themselves in position to win that award. But I like uh, Alexis Lafreniere to uh, to win the Caller Trophy this year. And, and that's uh, that wraps up the NHL segment eight. I think that's uh, those are some pretty good projections. I, I like that Calder pick, too. It's a good pick. Because yeah. you, you, you raise a good point. He is going to be playing with some some solid players there. Yeah, and so. I, I think he'll get more opportunity than than a guy like Tim Stutzla. Yeah, because I mean, if he's lining up with Derek Stepan or something, yeah, and somebody else is lining up with Mika Zibanejad. Exactly. Gonna, but um, all right, Nate. So we are going to move into our segment. Would you rather? Um, to 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 finish off the episode, and and I'll start things off here. So uh, this is a fan favorite. We're bringing it back. Yeah, it is a bit of a fan favorite, and, and we've uh, reached out on our platform on Instagram for, for some fans to send in some questions. And, and usually they, they take that opportunity to send off some of the most obnoxious questions, some mind blender questions. We can't post stuff about people drinking semen. Yep. <laughs> or cutting fingers or extremities off your body because 
We want it to be funny, but we also don't want people throwing up while they're listening to it. P- picture someone on their commute. Listen to that. Yeah. Like, would you rather have a toenail jammed in the wall? I'm like, who even comes up? What kind of associate? Like, we got Ted Bundy red flags coming out here, guys. Yeah. So we are looking for sports themed yeah. would you rathers with maybe a fun one at the end. But anyway, moving into this, Nate, would you rather mm-hmm. fight Rob Ray? Jeez. And you've got to go. Like, it's not just a one punch. Like, you've got to stand in there and take him on. <laughs> or miss. What's my tap out? It's going to be after a minute, fed? just like KO'd after they like, taking like 10. So I have to get knocked out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, unless you don't think you're going to. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> um, or miss on a breakaway in the cup final to lose the cup. Jeez. I mean, for my. My. My future. You, you gotta probably take the cup final thing, no? Yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna get dummied online either way. It's gonna be bad. You're gonna be a meme in both circumstances. Here's the only thing I'm thinking of here: if you miss the cup, like you miss the goal, at least you're still getting paid. I'm not sure what the Rob Ray thing really entails. Like, yeah, it seems like I'm just getting the shit kicked out of me. Well, you're playing. Okay. Yeah. But I'm probably in a fighting position, so I'm getting less money that. Yeah. I'm taking the break away. I'm going to get harassed online, and then I'll just chirp the people back. Screw yeah. them. Okay, this one is a fan-submitted one, Greg. This is... Unless it's a Maxime Comtois situation. <sighs> yeah, okay. Well, that was just insane. That... Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go. gonna... Okay, so this one is a uh, fan-submitted question. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty obvious for you. It is, who would you rather have on your team? David Pasternak or Mitch Marner? Yeah, um, for me, it's it's David Pasternak, and, and I think that both players are unbelievable players. I think Pasternak's got a little bit more bite in his game, and when I mean bite, I mean like he can he forechecks harder. He can kind of play in the dirty areas a little bit better than Mitch Marner can. He had like 50 bingos last year. He's a more of a pure goal scorer. Um, his chemistry, too, with that top line, I just like – I. for me, I like David Pasternak. Even if I'm starting a team, he's very creative, very unselfish, um, can put the puck in the back of the net. That, that being said, Mitch Marner certainly has a high ceiling in terms of points and, and finding the back of the net. But I just think uh, all-around player and all-around bite, I'm taking David Pasternak. Um, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. All, all right, right, Nate. Um, you're in Vegas for a weekend. Okay. Who would you rather spend the day with, drinking and partying? Would it be Rob Gronkowski or John Daly? That's a tough one. John Daly would have some wild stories. Oh, that I would love to hear. Uh, Gronk would be more of... I think I'd go Gronk just because he's going to... I think we're going to have more fun. Yeah. I think. And you're going to get some some women floating around. I feel like there'd be more in that circumstance than John women. Daly. Yes, well, yeah. I mean, John Daly, you're going to end up spending, you know, 10 grand at the he slots. May, I was going to say, he may just end up at the casino. I might not even get to see him. Yeah, well, exactly. Gronk's just going to be out there, like, slamming into a pool or something. Yeah. I'll go I think, Gronk. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think Gronk would be fine. But I think, I mean, a day with John Daly would just... Either day would be incredible if you yeah. didn't have to pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, so your second one. Would you rather miss the game-winning field goal to win the Super Bowl or miss a free throw to win the NBA championship. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, obviously both are just seconds away from, from winning a championship and you are the reason you missed. I'm going to go with a free throw 
And why I say that is because free throws are missed. They don't get as much heat. And and it's not like people who miss free throws, it's like, it's a clutch moment, but kickers? Dude, when kickers miss a kick, it's like there's there's hitmen out and about after. I oh, swear, online? It is bad. Yeah, and I mean, you might... If it's a if it's a makeable field goal, your career may never be the same, and and you know just the demons like that's, you're gonna you're gonna get reps and reps and reps at free throws to the year. The demons of kicking a field goal. <laughs> that's the other thing too. It is a thirty yarder. I yeah. feel like that's almost the equivalent to a free throw. Yeah, pretty close. Maybe. Yeah, it's uh. I mean that's a tough question. Um. All right, Nate. Last one. Not sports sports theme, but right. would you rather be in a crowded room, hundred and fifty plus people? You fart and every single person in the room laughs or somebody else farts and you're the only person in the room who laughs. Holy, that is a, that's a mind boggler. Um, I mean, regardless, there's going to be, it's going to be a stinky room. Oh, it's stinking. Uh, I'd probably, what, what is the laughing thing have to really... What what is this? Well, you fart, or everyone in the room's laughing. You find it; everyone's finding it comical. That, okay. Or, but it's kind of embarrassing because you let a fart out. Right. Or someone farts, and you're the only one having a laugh. Like you're so the only. Why one is fart. everyone else so pissed about it? I, well, moment. I mean, you're letting a fart go during a during a some sort of a gathering. Well, okay, we'll assume elevator. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of off limits. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Elevator. Well, I'm not letting it go. I'll just be the one that laughs. There's no way I'm putting. I'm. I. Oh, no way. I'm okay. not. I'm not doing the farting. Uh, obviously, kind of a maybe a, a weaker end of questions there. No, it wasn't uh, too bad. I just, uh, I just couldn't figure it out at first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got for your final? Okay. One, okay. So I asked Greg before this if he uh, likes bugs. So I think he kind of knows what's coming. Not a here. big bug guy. Yeah. Well, who is yeah. anyone who's a bug guy is red flag. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's you have 24 hours to spend in a room. You. <laughs> You, I'm not even going to put any money in it. You just have to do one or the other. 24 hours, 500 tarantulas oh my God. or 1,000 crickets. Wow. I mean, it's crickets. Crickets are fucking creepy, dude. And they're annoying. They're that annoying sound? as pissed. You may walk out of there like. Insane. Oh. But tarantulas for me are just. I would I would have to take the crickets as well because, dude, 500 is a ton. If you give me, like, two tarantulas, I still might take yeah, the crickets. I know. For uh, sure. I mean, we're talking one of the more those things intimidating are, looking. You ever been somewhere where someone has a tarantula as a pet? No. Okay, no. I was at this... Uh, I was at this event one time. The guy had um, he had a pet tarantula, and he brings it out to me, and he's like, "Here, let it roll on your hand." I'm like, "I would advise just removing it from my general vicinity immediately, because if that thing is on my hand for a second, I am gonna like I don't want to hurt your animal that you yeah. clearly like." I'm about to throw it. this ten I, feet in the air. If it moves even cl- close to my wrist, I'm tucking it. Yeah, like, oh. I'm not having a tarantula walking on my body. No, that's uh, that's for sure. And I mean, I think that's it's a clear cut. We're taking the crickets, and uh, we're moving on. So, uh, you'd be walking after the the crickets thing. You'd probably go so nuts. You'd be walking out like that scene in Family Guy where uh, um, Quagmire's been watching porn for like two weeks. <laughs> you just walk up like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> Quagmire is one of the funny char- funnier no, characters in, in cartoon television. All right, Nate. I think that's a wrap. Uh, we broke down the NHL for you. Obviously, uh, we do have a derogatory clip. Um, in the episode. Yes. Uh, so obviously, you know, we didn't mean any offense by playing that. I thought, you know, it was listener friendly and, and obviously 
uh, we hope that that uh, doesn't uh, you know continue in the major sports realm. But uh, but Nate, don't back down too much here though, because if you do, then they'll be like, oh look at them. Yeah, we're gonna burn them now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, but Nate, listen, buddy, we uh, we've got another episode releasing Friday. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to the NHL starting this week, and uh, you know, a couple big guests coming up too. Yep, there are. We can't tell you though. No, we've been saying that for a few episodes now, but they are coming anyway. Listen, Thank thanks God. for tuning in, and uh, and have yourselves a wonderful week.